This past Monday, the men's ministry of this church met, and we began with short introductions. And in preparation for Thanksgiving, we noted something that we were thankful for and something that we were praying for. As men of this church shared deep insight into their cares and their concerns, it finally came to me. I said that I was thankful for transitions. I went on to explain my thankfulness and the ability to make transitions. Thankfulness for the support I have in making transitions in life. And I am in transition right now looking ahead to next year. Graduation, hopefully receiving a first call, marriage, big transitions. And we've all experienced transitions one way or another. And I bet that I am not the only one in a season of transition right now. The month of November marks great transition. The weather begins to drastically change. The leaves turn from a cool and vibrant green to a red but fading, uh, warm and fading red. Elections begin, and we transition from the bombardment of political commercials and advertisements. And the post-election life we work to navigate, even as recounts are still underway. Our political atmosphere is in transition with newly elected officials. With rivalry week yesterday, college football is in a season of transition. It's coming to its regular season finale, and now we move into the postseason. And as we enter into the holiday season, our culture is in transition. There is only 37 days left until we ring in 2019. However, we as a church are in transition. As Ginger mentioned, we don't have to wait 37 days to turn the calendar in the church's year. Much like college football entering its regular season finale, today marks the Sunday finale of our liturgical calendar. Today is the culmination of a year-long calendar of celebrations and remembrances before we enter into the season of preparing and awaiting called Advent. We've been building to this day all year. We've, we've began with the coming of the Christ child. We moved to the baptism of Jesus. We walked the way to the cross. We witnessed the empty tomb and Christ's resurrection. We've experienced the power of the Holy Spirit. And today we look into the reign of Christ. We look into the future we dare to celebrate Christ's reign today. Today is Christ the King Sunday, the reign of Christ Sunday. We celebrate the fact that we as Christians put our ultimate hope not in any football team or in any political party or any human being, but the one human being that walked among us in sure truth. Today we celebrate the eternal reign of Christ. Our gospel reading for this morning is also coming to us in transition. These verses in John are part of the larger, larger literary passage of Jesus' trial. Following the arrest, Jesus was sent to Annas and Caiaphas and now stands before the Roman governor, Pontius Pilate. While Jesus is inside, Pilate asks the people outside of his headquarters what accusation they bring against Jesus. 
Pilate wants them to take Jesus and judge him based on their law. They respond, we are not permitted to put anyone to death. We now transition back inside to the interrogation room, to the inner room. Listen now as we hear for God's word today as it comes from John chapter 18, verses 33 through 38. Then Pilate entered the headquarters again, summoned Jesus, and asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you ask this on your own, or did others tell you about me? Pilate replied, I am not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priests have handed you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not from this world. If my kingdom were from this world, my followers would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. But, as it is, my kingdom is not from here. Pilate asked him, So you are a king? Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. For this I was born, and for this I came into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. Pilate asked him, What is truth? This is the word of the Lord. Transition is upon us. A few days ago, many of us celebrated Thanksgiving, a time of gathering with friends and family to celebrate life and love and give thanks for all we have been given. We also remember the hard times we've encountered through life and even those difficult times that are present today. Thanksgiving is is a time of reflection. I hope it is a time of filled hearts. And often celebrated with a gathering around a table, it is also a time of filled bellies. I read a story last week about a young kid. He was laying on the couch, watching TV, still stuffed from the earlier Thanksgiving meal. His dad calls him into the dining room for dinner. The young boy trudges into or to the dinner table and plops down in his chair looking at another plate full of cheesy butter-laced southern goodness he bows his head to pray lord stretch me (laughs) all joking aside this prayer is not only fitting for a a feast of selfish southern overindulgence. This prayer is also fitting for those of us, like Pilate, who are searching for truth in the world that we live. Truth is not a scientific formula to figure out. Truth is not relative or provisional. Truth does not change based on perspective or point of reference, at least not the truth we encounter in the text today. Pilate is not after some individual truths or individual truths. In his sermon, The Truth of Stories, the Reverend Friedrich Buchner said, the truth, the capital T truth, is what Pilate is after. The truth about who we are, about who God is if there is a God. The truth about life and death, the truth about truth itself. This is the truth. This is the capital T truth that Jesus claims in verse 37. He came to testify to the truth. 
and asking what is truth alongside Pilate, we may add this Thanksgiving prayer, Lord, stretch me. Lord, stretch me to see and find a deeper truth in the world. Lord, stretch me to see the truth as eternal. Lord, stretch me to understand the truth that Christ came to testify to, a truth that says love and forgiveness is stronger than condemnation and hate. Lord, stretch me. Lord, stretch me to find the truth that shows the power of grace is greater than the power of the sword. The truth, Lord, stretch me to see the power of self-sacrifice is greater than selfishness, to see the power of selfless giving. Lord, stretch me. Lord, stretch me to see the power of the non-violent death of the cross is greater than the militaristic, coercive might of the empire. Lord, stretch me to see that the sword of the king is the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Lord, stretch me. Jesus came to testify to the truth. And it is a truth that cannot be killed. As I was reading this passage in John, I couldn't help myself, I'll be honest. I went straight to the movie, A Few Good Men. I can see it now. Jesus finishes speaking, and Pilate asks him, what is truth? And Jesus quickly replies, you can't handle the truth. Oh, how right that would be. I believe Pilate could not handle the truth, for it would stretch him too far. Truth challenges Pilate's understanding of kingship. For some, the word kings alludes to a male-dominating hierarchical notion of power. But if we stretch to see the real truth of Christ's kingship, we see that his lordship as king is one of humble service. To Pilate, a king is a ruler, a king with a firm and mighty fist dictating authority and demanding submission. But our king did not come to demand the service of others. Christ came to serve. Our king did not come to build walls to separate us from them. No, Christ eats with sinners and heals the leper. Our king did not come to build up a military army to overthrow the Roman government. No, Christ demands the sword be placed back into the sheath because Christ came to love all people. Our king does not abuse the power of the position, exploiting those under his rule. No, Christ washes feet. Christ came to testify to the truth, to love us and free us from our sins. Jesus is the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, the ruler of the kings of the earth, as we heard David read Revelation. How is a king supposed to rule? What characteristics does God require in earthly rulers? Another text for today, 2 Samuel, tells us that one who rules over people justly rules in the fear of God. Christ rules over people justly, ruling in the fear of God. Our risen Lord is like the light of morning, like the sun 
rising on a cloudless morning, gleaming from the rain on the grassy land. Pilate and the Roman world sees kingship as power over. But for Jesus, kingship is power through love and power through grace. My kingdom is not from this world. So it is not constrained by the limits of time and space. It is not ruled by the sword, but rather by love and grace. And this love and grace also stretches. Christ's reign of love and grace stretches from eternity to eternity. Going back to last week's sermon, Alec mentioned the already and the not yet of the reign of God. It was a perfect setup for this week's readings and celebration. This is an already and not yet of the reign of God. In the apocalyptic nature of Christ's reign, we see evidence it is already present. There is a here and now. Beginning with the one who is, breaking from the linear chronology of past, present, and future, Revelation tells us the reign of God, the lordship of Christ is now, the one who is. The grace and truth of God came in Jesus Christ, and where this grace and truth comes through comes to all people, God comes to them. We experience God's grace and truth as it comes through Jesus Christ, the one who is and was and who is to come. The present reign is also stretching back to the beginning, who was. In the beginning, the Word was with God and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and lived among us. The Word became flesh and lived among us, stretching into this world. Womanist theologian Dolores Williams tells of growing up in the southern black church. She recalls Sunday mornings as the minister would shout, Who is king? And the the choir would respond, singing loud and strong, King of kings and Lord Almighty. Then, Dolores continues, then you hear little Miss Huff in her soft, fragile voice sing, poor little Mary's boy. Dolores said it was the black church doing theology. Who is Jesus? King of kings cannot be the answer without seeing poor little Mary's boy. These images stretch from the big and powerful to small and and poor. There is a clash in the images. The Word made flesh. Endless hope and relentless joy comes as a baby boy and is triumphed in the reign of Christ, stretching beginning to end. But what do we say about this not yet? We cannot say the one who is and was without the final, the one who is to come. Christ the King, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, the ruler of the kings of the earth, loves us and freed us from sin. He is also the one who calls us and made us a kingdom. Christ has made us priests serving his God and Father. 
What are we to do until that not yet arrives? The one seated at the right hand of God calls us to stretch. How can we come to God and praise with arms open wide, but turn to our neighbors with our arms by our side? Christ made us into a kingdom, not an exclusive group of patient believers waiting for the one who is to come. No, stay alert. We are made priests who worship and serve God and care for all people. Made to care for the world in the name of the Lord. Imagine this world. Imagine this world where we care for one another in the name of the Lord. A world bound together in the work of Christ. Lo Alaman is a poet. He's a poet of spoken word. He imagines this kind of world. Listen as he imagines. We live in a world that doesn't change. Just as night always turns day into darkness, so have we been led to believe any hope we see is just another light that will fade. You can feel it. The lack of expectation of a world that is slowly falling, how gravity is weighing down on belief as hoping for a brighter future feels too heavy a burden to carry. But imagine, imagine a story of faith as it flew off of its pages. Imagine that the God of the impossible defied gravity in our hearts, that God might use us to create a world of weightless wonder. As Christ breaks our burdens and gathers the gross and broken pieces together to build up God's beauty in a world that so desperately needs it, imagine our lives so filled with God's glory that everywhere we go, we turn it into heaven. We are in the midst of the coming realization of God's reign. Stretch yourselves to see the kingdom in the world through Christ-called actions of love and hope, grace and peace, hospitality and community. For the world has been conquered. Christ has created a burden-free world, so again we can pray, Lord, stretch me. Or because we are made into a kingdom, it is appropriate to say, Lord, stretch us. Lord, stretch us to see this world as your beautiful creation. Lord, stretch us to see that all people are truly made in your image. And we are called to serve as you serve. Lord, stretch us to stretch out our hands. Lord, stretch us to be a beacon of your light in a world that is experiencing darkness. The darkness of wars, selfishness, division, and disease. And yet we are part of the shade that dims your light. Lord, stretch us into transparency where your light can shine freely. Lord, stretch us to see your reign in this world. That through that though we experience pain and loss, you are with us. Lord, stretch us to be movers for you and movers with you. And may our lives reflect the call that has been placed on our hearts. Lord, stretch us away from our comforts. Today, we celebrate the reign of Christ. 
But as we leave this place and we encounter the world that claims much like those who condemn Jesus, we have no king but the emperor. May we bear witness to the truth. God's truth. Remembering that we belong to a body of many with Jesus as its head, may we too be a faithful witness to the truth that is eternal. The truth that stretches from eternity to eternity is Alpha and Omega. May we as disciples of the risen Christ testify to the truth that from the beginning stretches into this world as poor Mary's boy and still remains King of kings, Lord Almighty. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Let's join our hearts in prayer. God of eternity, we thank you. We thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ. Stretch us to continually bear witness to your glory in a world that needs to hear your truth. And may Christ's reign be forever marked on our hearts. Amen.